Bale and Breha have told Padme, or told Leia about Padme, her real mother. I thought I read somewhere that they had a statue of her in like a garden somewhere as like a, a memoriam to her. And so Leia knew exactly who her mother was as a child, supposedly. Like, don't quote me on that though. <clears throat> but um, maybe it was after this. I know this be, is yeah. obviously very fresh canon, but maybe they might retcon it so that it would be after this because it kind of seems like at the beginning, everyone's kind of hush hush, like not just like, I feel like a third level to Obi-Wan's like guilt and, sh and shame is just the fear of what could happen to the kids. Yes. Right. And so I think that there was a lot more hush hush, but I think that's also part of it where at the end he's like, you know, this could help her if I tell her right. these things about, yeah, this will give her some closure and maybe encourage exactly. her to be who she needs to be instead of just hiding, well, continuing gives, to hide. It gives them both closure because yeah. well, Obi-Wan is he now needed able some. to, yeah, he's now able to accept what has happened and he can move on from it. Um, so yeah, so that was number five. Number four. Um, Leia comforting people with Lola. We're already seeing at a young age what an amazing leader she will become, and how she's 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 a princess, yes, but she doesn't act like it. You know, she's not uh, uppity, high and mighty. You know, spoiled or whatever. She's there to help people, which is something that Bale and Breha are instilling in her, and even in um, the book Leia, Princess of Alderaan she literally sneaks off to go on a humanitarian uh, mission without telling her parents because <laughs> she wants to go help people. Like, this is who she is. This is something that's been ingrained in her for since birth. I mean, this is who, this is Padme also, you know? Yeah. And then of course, Obi-Wan finding Lola in his pocket because, ugh. It was so sweet because he yeah. was like, maybe I could use her. And it's supposed to be like a light humor moment. And then literally like two there minutes later, you see him and it's like, oh, Leia. <laughs> yes, but then also I heard some, I forgot who was talking about it. Someone I follow was saying that they felt like one of the reasons they did that logistically in the script is be just in case... Um, you know, they didn't want people to be like, what if they were still tracking Lola, you know? And then it was like, well, oh, if yeah. they were, they're not tracking the rebels anymore. But I felt like they would have addressed that specifically, but it was, um, it was a really sweet moment. Yes, it was adorable. I cried so many times in this episode. All right, number three, Owen and Baru. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's nobody, on my list also. Nobody gives these two enough credit. And I, I'm going to admit, I'm right there with them. Because when we're first introduced to Owen and Baru in A New Hope, Baru seems to be a little more gentle with Luke. While Owen is just like, you're going to work on the farm, deal with it, you know? And as we like progress along through the original trilogy, we soon realize that there was a reason why... Owen did not want Luke to go to the academy because he didn't want Luke to be, you know, fall into the wrong hands. And so I think like people don't give Owen and Baru enough credit for what they did for raising Luke because they raised Luke and look how he turned out, you know? And yeah, like he's a, he's the hero and that didn't yes. just happen, you know, over it didn't just happen because Obi-Wan was like, you're a Jedi now. And he was like, oh, I am now a moral person. No, like he was raised He's with He's always the been a good person. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and they were willing to die for this kid. And what is yeah. it that Reva said to him that he, he said he is my own? Now, this is, this is interesting. I think she um, was just like, oh, you, I think she was surprised. Because she was like, you really do love the kid. Like, he's your own. And right, he's right. Like, exactly. He, she either said, like, he's your own or he's not even your own. And he right, was exactly. like, he is my own. Yeah. Well, you see, like, people were speculating on TikTok about the relationship between Owen and Shmi. And 
this is actually brought up in the Attack of the Clones novelization. Owen and Shmi had a very good relationship. And Shmi viewed him as her son, and he viewed her as his mother. They had an excellent relationship. And so... Oh, that's something I hadn't <clears throat> thought of. So he really believed in the 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 mixed family values. Yeah, The blended yeah, he, family values. Right, exactly. Like, part of... I don't know if this is discussed somewhere, or if this is in canon or whatever, but probably... I kind of want to... I don't... Because Michelle had asked me why... Owen and Baru were Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru and not Mom and Dad, as opposed to Leia, where she called Bale and Breha her parents. And I kind of wonder if it has something to do with just how they were as a family. You, you know what I mean? That Owen viewed Anakin like a brother. Yeah, and in um, in Attack of the Clones, they show up. Anakin and Padme do, and he's immediately like, oh, I guess I'm your stepbrother then. Like, we're brothers. Yes. Cool. So I think it's more like, even though um, Bale and Bria loved Padme, obviously, I think that they were more like, we are going to raise her daughter in secret as our own, but also I think that has to be for the benefit of her identity, right? Like well, it is, yeah, because I think because they're in a core world. Uh, Bale represents one of the most yeah, influential public planets figures. in the Empire. He is a big voice in the Empire. So I think having Leia as their daughter would be is a better cover. It's just than, way more practical. Right. As opposed to Luke, who's out in the Outer Rim territories, away from the center of the Empire. Essentially away from the Empire. And so it's a lot easier just for Owen and Baru to be Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Um, like, I kind of wonder if Owen is just uh, honoring Anakin's memory. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting at also. I think he feels like, because um, he either knows, well, he doesn't, because Obi-Wan thought Anakin was dead. So he thinks right. Anakin is dead. And he was probably like, regardless of whether or not he turned to the dark side apparently it's pretty clear he knows something went down because he's like like you trained his father you know like right i kind of wonder if owen ever finds out that darth vader was anakin because i think but in the comics in the comics he knew he assumed that anakin was dead but i i don't like i literally wonder i i really truly do wonder if owen ever found out that uh vader was Anakin, that Anakin was still alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's also on my list, so we can circle back. Okay, um, uh, that was number three. Oh, them. but also Baru. My God, Baru! Oh, yeah, true story. Baru. My girlfriend is like, he's like, what are you doing? She's pulling out these weapons. I'm like, okay, we all... Well, apparently, uh, in Queen's Hope, I haven't read this book yet, apparently she has a very um, big role in Queen's Hope. So, huh. like, she's painted as, like, this anti-racist, anti-slave woman. And also, same thing in um, the book, From a Certain Point of View, there's a chapter on her as well. So she's a, she's a strong individual. She's a strong woman. But I loved it. I was, like, one of my friends on TikTok was, like, I think we're going to see Baru go Mama Bear. And we did! <laughs> it was the best yeah. thing ever! She I had loved a really... it great line um which i was going to talk about on my list but i you kind of segued into it so that's okay um where she owens like we need to get help we need to leave and she's like no <laughs> like we're enough here's your gun yeah like, exactly yes this, this is like, our family it's our farm we're defending it it's fine proves that that baru and because this because luke or um obi-wan later on says you are enough to protect him yeah and so so that that was great okay so number two vader and obi-wan's fight that was fucking incredible okay yeah the moment that obi-wan did his pose you knew the man is back he's back and he's yeah. ready to He's ready to go. I mean, I also was like, it's the pose, and they're so mm -hmm. like, because it's in. I don't remember. I don't think it's in Phantom Menace, but it's in um, Attack of Clones. He does it at least once. He mm -hmm. does it in Revenge of the Sith at least once. But they make it a point in, in the Clone Wars. 
and Rebels. Rebels, he's done it, yeah. Like, every battle in Clone Wars and in Rebels, it's, like, the one pose he has because he just basically takes out Maul at the end. Um, <laughs> like, yes. it's just so much, like, you know, like, um, it's his it's his style. But it just shows, like, it's me, General Kenobi. Yes, he's back. Obi-Wan is back. Yeah. And Vader better be ready. And it it was it was interesting because I kept thinking of that line from A New Hope where Vader says to Obi-Wan, uh, when I left you, I was the learner. Now I'm the master. And, you know, as this fight is progressing, Vader is winning. And he gets, he tries to crush Obi-Wan. But Obi-Wan's like, oh, hell no. And he does the whole thing with the rocks. I was like, what? Well, I kind of predicted, well, first in our first episode, I was like, oh, excuse me. I predicted that he would come back and kick his ass. And I think everyone did. Well, I shouldn't say everyone because the Screen Junkies panel, which I apparently always watch, um, they were saying that none of them thought they were going to fight again. But I was like, how could you not? He had to come no. back and kick his ass for continuity. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I agree. I th- I was I was expecting this as well. I was like, I knew there was going to be a showdown. Because that I little... really felt the rocks were not predictable, but I wasn't shocked to see them. I was obviously thrilled. But it was like um, after last week when Vader just fought... Reva with nothing but the force. Um, I was yes. like, so Obi-Wan needs to come back with this same level of power, I think. But also I think it's a good, I just not thought of this, it's a good parallel to what was happening in The Last Jedi with Rey and the rocks and all the rocks, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, 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 Where yep. it's like, I think that like, I think it just shows like he was on a different level than he wasn't because you see Anakin use the force a lot like and you see Obi-Wan use the force basically to do what he did in that first um or was it now I can't remember he did it at some point in the series where he just like pulls things over but he doesn't the water the water he with the ocean he pulled the ocean over no, I mean uh, it was like a pillar of rocks. It might have been at the beginning of this fight, actually. Like he he just pulls. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I feel I like he. Um, but you don't see the level that he did the force movement with. I wasn't shocked to see it, but it is something we haven't seen from Obi Wan before, which was great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that is right. And finally, you know, and then towards that end of the fight when Obi-Wan is totally kicking his ass, we have that parallel to Rebels. Uh, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Rebels, uh, this would be eh, the time to go. They've had time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we have that parallel from Tw- Twilight of an Apprentice, Twilight of the Apprentice, where Ahsoka comes in and slashes his mask, and that's when we see Anakin again, briefly. And uh-huh. he calls her by her name. And somebody pointed this out, that Ahsoka did the right side and uh, Obi-Wan got the left side. And Obi-Wan, again, we're seeing Anakin again. And that fucking line where he said that he he was not Obi-Wan's greatest failure, that Vader killed Anakin. And I'm just like, oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> like, i think i was you again were texting crying. me you were texting me and you were like man i just keep thinking about what he said to ahsoka but it was before you had seen the episode and i was like well he says it to obi-wan like that's what i was texting you and i was like stop no spoiler I'm not just seen, kidding oh my god watch watch the episode <laughs> but I, it was like yeah it's a good parallel and i think it's i think it is partially um meant to be a well obviously it's got to be meant to be a direct call to that but i think they couldn't let ahsoka have a better face off than obi-wan so i think they had to give him a very similar situation you know what i mean but it was like it was that part where like you hear especially when you hear and you hear hayden christians you hear anakin and then you hear darth vader and they're kind of like melding together and every once in a while you hear anakin's voice 
pop out and then sometimes you'd hear Vader's voice pop out I mean it was such a beautiful moment because it was just like it was like watching Vader fight himself essentially true story you know Oh, and can and... we, speaking of voices, though, let's take a second to acknowledge that James Earl Jones is, like, the goat. I know. <laughs> like, man, still acting for Star Wars. The man's been retired from acting for years, except for Star Wars. He'll come back and do that. He'll Whatever. It's fine. fine. You know, why not? man's amazing. <laughs> I know. He's amazing. Like, it's just, he's just, he's Darth Vader. What can we say? But, uh, yeah. so, yes, that fight and then obi-wan crying like that got to me too obi-wan was crying he was like it, it just was and then when he's like my friend really is dead i'm just like why are you doing to me this why are you doing this to me deborah chow why oh my god <laughs> i just whoa that entire scene was just so emotional so so emotional all right so now my number one fucking force ghost qui-gon yeah, I was I was expecting a voice. I no, I'm telling you, low. I trust nobody since freaking Andrew Garfield lied to us for a year. <laughs> and I'm telling <laughs> you, when Liam Neeson was like, I don't know anything about it, I was like, it's a lie. I know that's what he's I was thinking. Too. I was like, oh, I was like, he's totally in it, either as a voice or as a force. Because I was keeping my expectations low. I was keeping them low. I didn't want to be like super disappointed, but I was keeping them low. You know but what? Seeing I him loved come about back, it though, because it's also my number one spoiler alert for the next, I don't know, 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> he, what I loved was how he was like, oh, man, it's about time you showed up or something like that. And he's just so like chill about it, where he's like, oh, well, come on, let's go. We're wasting yeah, yeah, daylight. exactly. He's like, all right, man, we got, we got, um, we got a long way to go. And like, where he was just like, because this is what I've been saying all along, and this is what people have been complaining about. But I've been saying this the entire time. Obi Wan's connection to the Force was damaged, almost non-existent. Okay. Yeah. He cut himself off from the force. He has been depressed. He has been dealing with PTSD and guilt for 10 fucking years. He's not the same person when we see him in the beginning. So him reaching out to Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon not reaching back makes sense because his his connection to the force is almost non-existent. And so then as we progress through the episodes, when Bale is forcing him out of that fucking cave to go save Leia, him getting the lightsaber out of the desert unburying that lightsaber that he buried deep in the sands of Tatooine with Anakin's like that symbolism right there that's when we start to see Obi-Wan coming back and then it's gradual which is great I love seeing the gradual of seeing of him gradually connecting with the force like what we see with um Cal in Jedi Fallen Order he's gradually building his connection with the force again and then finally he is back and he kicks Vader's ass. And yeah. then that's when Qui-Gon is like, now you see, here I am. I'm, I've been here the entire time, but you just weren't ready. But now you are. And it just was beautiful. That ending was perfect. It was a perfect ending. I loved it so I, much. I agree. It was a good ending. And I know that um i think we had said in an earlier episode of ours that we thought season two had been greenlit but i have not actually heard that like it's i don't still... think that's been confirmed yeah it still hasn't been confirmed but i think what has been confirmed is that um those who play those who were uh some of the characters would like to come like ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor and sorry ewan mcgregor and company were like, uh, we would like to continue. Like, I think that has been. I only say I that think... because I only say that because at celebration, when you and McGregor went on stage to do a an impromptu farewell, he's like, well, I hope you enjoy three and four and five and six and seven, eight, nine, ten. And we're all like, what, 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 what? You know, like, what are you trying to tell us, man? But um, I personally, I will be fine if they don't make a season two. That's what I, after seeing the finale, I really feel like this should be it for this specific 
story. Like, I think yeah. I would love to see you and McGregor and, you know, I'm sure whenever they need Vader again, they'll bring back Caden. But like, and I'm sure a lot of these other characters will be in other properties. Um, and I hope they continue those stories. But I think as far as Obi-Wan's character arc for this story, I think it would be fine if I like I'd love to see him as a supporting character, but he doesn't need his own arc again, I think. Right. No, I I, I don't mean, think there's much more places for him to go. I kind of think him just force training would be a little boring. Be like the episode. My thing is if they do go on with the season 2, I think I think they could explore the relationship that maybe him and Luke have because like in a new Oh, Hope, I do. I agree. In yeah. a new hope, they seem to have some sort of relationship because they're kind very like um because when we first see when uh, Obi-Wan shows up to save, you know, Luke from the Tuscans, like the way they interact tells me they've interacted at least more than once. You know what I mean? They have some kind of relationship, whether it's just saying hi to each other or um or what but i i really think that um i think if they were to continue on with a season two maybe it's just to see um how he interacts with luke as he grows up yeah and i kind of wonder i feel like again that could kind of be like a rebel situation where oh yeah no absolutely if we say um because, you know, we saw an end to, like, Maul's arc, for instance. And even though there was a whole thing with Maul manipulating Ezra and whatever. Again, spoilers for Rebels, but you really have to see it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I feel like maybe in future properties and or most likely, um, I could see them being, like, having cutscenes to Obi-Wan and Luke or something where maybe the rebels need him for something and they drop by right. and he's there and you see the interactions. But I think that it's, um, I don't think I realized until Owen turned around and was like, Hey, you want to meet him that he hadn't actually met him. I think yeah, I, I didn't that he had. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there too. I was like, and when he had that, that, that ship, that toy ship and that hello there, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> when he said okay. hello there I was like they couldn't not do it <laughs> like they couldn't not do it so good for them alright so my top five very similar to yours um, but number five let's talk about Reva so mm -hmm. Reva I was surprised but not I no, it was kind of unclear if she really had figured out that Luke was Anakin's son or if she was just like, this is a kid Obi-Wan's protecting, so I'm going to kill him. Like, I wasn't really sure what the motivation was there. But she goes to kill him. She plows through Owen and Beru, like I said, also on my list, just a little further up. Um, and then she can't do it. She's She sees herself. She sees herself as Vader killing mm -hmm. herself mm -hmm. as Luke. Mm -hmm. And that I thought was really well done. I started crying there. Like, I mean, I was already like crying because Leia gave him Lola, but then like I at that point I was incredibly like, satisfied with her with her and art. She is such a good actress because she was sobbing and it wasn't yes. even fake. Mo sorry, Moses Ingram's crying was so like genuine and heartfelt. She's a great actress. You know, she really is. She it, did not she deserve was so the hate good. she got. She didn't, and I think her character had a lot of depth, and I think it was a good change from, because I know, I mean, regardless, at this point it's Star Wars, so regardless of what direction you take a character, it's going to get some hate, but I know at one point, especially after episode four, people were complaining a little bit that now she just seems like an angry black woman, and it was leaning into stereotypes, um, mm -hmm. but I feel like she had real depth and I was glad her story arc that might not be over, you know, it's a little open-ended, but I was glad her story arc ended with redemption. Somebody pointed out, somebody was saying that there's two redemption arcs and it's just that you're seeing them. One is at the beginning and one is at the end. So this is the beginning of Reva's redemption arc. Like, mm -hmm. 
you yeah. see where she um you see where she realizes she's done wrong and she's asking obi-wan like what do i do what can i do now how do i honor my lost family the other younglings and he's telling her what she can do and etc but uh the other one is tala's where it's tala's at the end of hers like she already had her whole redemption yes um but this is just her ultimate sacrifice so yeah that whole um, angry black lady thing pissed me off i was like are you kidding me <laughs> i like i said it doesn't it doesn't matter how you take a character it's gonna get criticism so i personally thought she had a lot of depth especially for a character we only saw for six episodes um she had a lot of depth had a good like layers and development and i felt like everything made sense i really liked the twist where she was hunting Vader. I said that last yeah. week where I was like, that made a lot more sense than a lot of other theories I had. So that's good. Um, so my number four is not really a moment, but it's just the cinematography of this episode, which a lot of it throughout the series has been kind of, for lack of a better word, like clunky, but it's because of the, you know, they're on Disney Plus budget, not Lucasfilm feature film budget. <laughs> And they're working with the volume and not, like, full-on, um, you know, movie budget stuff. But this episode had such great shots, especially the ending shot. Yes. Um, it was such a good shot. Very conclusive. I think that's also why I don't want them to do a season two. Um, but I was also thinking of the parallel cinematography they had with his fight with Anakin versus Anakin's or Vader's fight with Ahsoka. Um, oh, also, did you notice he, he's got a crazy scar. Vader has a scar in the middle of his forehead um, when Luke takes off his helmet in Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. And, and he didn't have it earlier in the series when he was in the back to tank. So is that from when Obi-Wan slashes his forehead? possibly i think it is i i know they said on um the screen junkies panel it was but i was like i i would have to rewatch to say for sure but i was like that's a really good like callback if that's what's happening i think so i feel like that because that's in the right spot yeah and it was really good by the way um side note vader gotta just have a lineup of helmets because I know. The next scene, it's fine. It's He's fine. He's got it. It's back. It's fine. So he has to have at least a spare hanging around or something. Which leads me it's to fine. a very off-topic question. How often does Vader break his helmet? I know. But Again? You know, it's okay. In about six, seven years, probably about seven years, he's going to fight Ahsoka. And then... Uh, have another yeah have another, have another one <laughs> which Shows is up crazy or again um, what i did like about their fight which this wasn't at this point is even about their fight but it's not on my list so i just want to talk about it um is that ahsoka's fight ends ahsoka would not have survived her fight if ezra hadn't shown up from the future Wow, yes, just war, crazy war, spoilers war, but again between the watch uh, rebels everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. If he hadn't saved Ahsoka, she would not have survived the Vader fight. Correct. Um, I mean, she she might have, I guess, but not unscathed. Um, but no, Obi Wan was Obi Wan was the clear winner of this fight, though. And I think it just shows how much, like, not how much more powerful he is than Ahsoka, but just how, just because Ahsoka, you know, she's still learning, but she abandoned her training. Mm -hmm. And so she's being self-taught the rest of the way. But Obi-Wan's out here, full Jedi Master, unlike Anakin. Anyway. <laughs> but cue the memes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I thought it was a good com parallel slash comparison. Uh, but the cinematography was amazing. Um, in that same vein, <clears throat> the EOP, one of my favorites. Anyway. Um, the Rebels Parallel was my number three, but all that dialogue where he's talking, I just feel like Filoni and 
Lucasfilm in general, they really want to make it make sense that in episode four, canonically, that Obi-Wan would just tell Anna or tell Luke genuinely that his father's dead. And even though we all know it's because George Lucas wrote episode four before he really had it all figured out. So, you know, there's, there's the IRL reason and then there's Canon, but, um, cause it was basically the same conversation where Ahsoka's like, come back to the light Anakin and Vader's like, I destroyed him. And right. she's like, then I'm going to avenge him. And then he's like, just not the Jedi way. And she's like, I am no Jedi. And that's her very famous line that she didn't say in The Mandalorian. And what a missed opportunity. But I think because they needed her to be a Jedi for intensive purposes on The Mandalorian. But anyway, yeah. um, my number two, the Owen and Baru fight. Again, Baru, total girl boss. Where mm-hmm. Owen's like, we need help. And she's like, no, we don't. Here's your gun. Yep. <laughs> Let's find our position. Let's go. Luke knows what to do. We'll tell him. We'll tell him it's the uh, the Tuscans. It'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Which a ton of people were like, they really went out of their way to sh- to like prove that Anakin never saw. Not that he didn't see the lightsaber, but that it was like ambiguous enough that you would understand that 19 year old Luke doesn't remember seeing this bright red lightsaber chasing him because he doesn't really look back. He gets knocked out pretty early on. Mm -hmm. And you know that there was that, but something I liked about the series, which I've heard a lot of people say this, so it's not exactly an original thought. I really liked the depth that it gave to both um, the parenting of Owen and Baru and also Bale and Briha, which mm, we talked about yes. a little bit, but I think that's one of the reasons why he was like, you are enough for him and he just needs to be a boy for now. I think because he sees Leia and he sees him and he's like, Leia, she's going to be ready in a few years. like, And she is. She goes off and does all the cool things. But I think he realizes part of where the Jedi Order went wrong was taking people from their families. And that's, you know, I think that was part of why they brought up his family in episode one or two Mm -hmm. or whatever, like episode two, um, where he realizes one of the things that makes people so strong and passionate and anchored is their family. And so he understands like these people are what's best for Luke and I don't have to watch him 24/7 even though he's still on the planet to take care of him. Right. And then he's like and Bale and Bria are doing their best with Leia. They're going to be fine. Obviously Leia's like already borderline can take care of herself and she's 10. Yes. yes. Um I loved the moment when he gave her Tala's holster. And she yes. was like, it's empty. And he was like, I wasn't going to give you a gun. <laughs> yes. But then he was like, um, but you won't always be 10. And that was yes. such a nice moment. Because it's like him telling her, like, I totally think you could use one, by the way. Just, well, you're a little older. Yes. And that was really nice. And, yeah, I really liked the family dynamics of the kids. Even though you didn't see them that much, they were definitely more heavily featured in this episode um but it was good and of course when he was like do you want to meet him and i said this in our first episode but joel edgerton as owen just nailing it Mm -hmm. and baru also but i felt like he really encapsulated the original actor's performance of older owen very gross i was like man this guy going above and beyond for a Disney Plus show. Like, we're here for it. Slow clap all the way. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> so good. Um, and, of course, my number one moment, also Qui-Gon. Um, but actually, for a second, even though I said that I totally predicted it, which I did, I don't trust anybody since Andrew Garfield. I said it once, I'll say it a hundred times. But when he got on the Eop- on the Eopi and was leaving, I was like, 
so they're not gonna show oh yeah me too i was the same way i was like baby it's not gonna happen missing (laughs) oh there he is okay we're good we're all good um and he looks a little gruff but also we stand liam neeson forever um and he like i said i just loved how he was like oh there you are took you long enough let's go suns are setting Yes. Days of Dying in the West. Let's get out of here. And he's like, alrighty. And then he just falls. Like, it was, like you said, just a perfect ending. So I want to know, now that the series is over, well, at least this season, potentially the series, um, what do you think your favorite, your biggest takeaways slash favorite moments are? Favorite takeaway. I don't know. Biggest takeaway was watching obi-wan's arc watching him go from depressed and keeping to himself not helping people when they clearly needed it to being that jedi again i loved that arc i loved being introduced to leia and how we see that yes she's always been like this and if you can't accept 10 year old leia for her sassiness how in the world are you accepting 19-year-old Leia? Like, I don't understand. It's not like Leia woke up suddenly at the age of 20 and said, huh, I'm going to be this sassy rebellion leader and go kick some ass. Like, come on, guys. I think, think about because it. because even though he wrote her in a very, I feel like there's got to be, I feel like I've seen an interview of Carrie Fisher about this, where they were talking about how Leia wasn't the stereotypical damsel in distress. Right. And that was like, he didn't do it for like George Lucas didn't make her that way for commentary as much as he did to make her more interesting. Um, But then, you know, episode six comes around and even though she, the whole bikini thing came about because she was being dropped a slave. And that was also somewhat not commentary. It became commentary, you know, it didn't, it wasn't written to be commentary, I think, but just the idea that like, People, men, <laughs> me, people, or I'm saying men, not all yeah. men, um, but men think that, you know, Leia was just their first celebrity crush. And so it's weird to see her as a 10 year old girl, I think is, and I'm not um, justifying that. Like, I think you should like her, or Leia because she's a great character and a badass leader. And she started out as a spunky little kid. Yep. Um, who just had a ton of potential and you know in the end she in the end of the series she gets closure on who she is and she has a purpose going forward and she's she seen the shows rebellion. A growth. Yeah she shows a little growth yeah. too. And what a good little actress. Um, oh my god she's adorable. Vivian Lyra Blair that's her name right? Yeah. Um, what a sweetie though. Like I had seen her. I forgot why I watched uh We Could Be Heroes. Um, I don't remember if it's because I wanted the Shark Boy and Lava Girl of it or if it was Pedro Pascal. For some reason <laughs> I watched it. Um, and I just remember thinking, like, where did this little girl come from? But I didn't realize because she's the Shark Boy and Lava Girls kid right. mm-hmm. in the movie. And she's very similar, where she's just very sassy. She knows what she's up to, she knows what she's doing, but that movie was filmed you know, at least four years ago, um, around four years ago. So she was a lot smaller. But when you had said that, where you were like, oh, we, I saw this interview of her and I was like, of course it's the same little girl. <laughs> like, it all tracks. Mm-hmm. But man, they really nailed it though. And even though Luke didn't have a ton of dialogue, I also thought he was you know, I do hope they bring the kid back in future properties. Like I said, maybe some snippets here and there, but right. Um, I did hear, you know, a lot of people were like, Luke was very heavily featured in, of course, the original trilogy, and he's getting a lot of love on The Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Right. So, like, spoilers. <laughs> anyway, it's too late, you guys. If you haven't <laughs> seen them, don't listen to us. Right. Anyway. Um, speaking of which, the Bad Batch is next week, so catch up. Anyway. Yes, um, exactly. He, 
you know, he was really heavily featured because I think a lot of people were complaining we didn't see more Luke, but I think they were like, it's Leia's turn. Like, yes, she gets to be flushed out. And apparently they did have a series. I don't know if it was, I think it was probably just pitched. I don't think it was greenlit, but it was back when Stranger Things first was a thing because they were saying Millie Bobby Brown would be a great young Leia. Young Leia, yes, I remember. Um, for her own movie or series uh it was before the whole series thing was really taking off mm -hmm. but um i wouldn't mind you know seeing more little leia and things she had a she had a two episode arc in rebels yes that was when uh she uh it was just was very funny. new hopey yeah where she hilarious. shows up and she's <laughs> like yeah i'm the princess of alderaan and uh, look over there quick <laughs> yes. don't look behind you, you. Locked my ship <laughs> how dare you yeah like it was you know it was a great arc but you know i'd like to see her more i'd like to see luke more great things i think my arc and from the beginning when i realized they were setting it up i was like it makes the most sense i'm glad they took it that way and i felt like it didn't it's not like um the Mandalorian because in the beginning I was like is this just all they can do now is dads rescuing kids right becoming bonded but then I really felt like it had so much more to do like you said it was so much more about him reconnecting with the force yes. than it than it was about him even connecting with Leia because I think Leia more than anything just reminded him of her parents yes and it forced him to confront the past yes and it being her she forced him <laughs> to confront the past and i really liked that um i like i said i really liked reva and tala i loved um for sure whenever those funkos show mm. up they'll probably <laughs> be added to my collection oh by the way you know they're gonna have a half ripped off helmet funko of oh absolutely Vader. oh absolutely you know if anyone doesn't know which um um some of our earlier earlier episodes which i don't think are airing anymore um i talked about how i made a padme funko and i have a, uh, I would say it's an extensive Funko collection, but it's not in comparison to people with actual Funko collections. Um, but yeah, you know Vader's gonna have his own little Funko. You know Definitely. there's like five different Vader Funkos and they're all the same. Of course so they are. <laughs> it's just sometimes they don't have a lightsaber and stuff like that because they never change his uh, outfit. So, you know. But yeah i also really liked uh vader but i think even though the whole obi-wan confronting his past the past also being anakin as vader um i think is all in the same vein and then reva feels like a separate thing but also i i liked her you know yeah in the end I did too so and yeah that was that was great. Overall, a great series. Definitely yes. an improvement over um, Boba Fett. Much more of an afterthought, but Kenobi's been in production for years. And I feel like they really got it right, despite some of their limitations with the Disney Plus budget. Um, and honestly, props to Ewan McGregor for being willing to come do something that's technically a television role. Right. Because well, I feel like everyone else. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if he had come back for film, it's I'm sure it's not as much of a pay cut as it might seem. But I know there's a lot of actors that they won't do anything that's considered television anymore but he's just like he cares about the character yes you know and it was the same um joel edgerton more of a just uh like he he's more of a guy that would also do television things you know but i think he also he just posted something about how it was just after his 22nd birthday i think 
that he found out that he got the role the role in um attack of the clones mm-hmm. and then he was like and he was so grateful for all of the opportunities he'd gotten since then and he was he felt like he owed it to the character mm-hmm. to come back and also finish that up as well and it was just so good like i'm glad everyone came back i was happy to see all the new people you know who we love uh is jimmy smith of yes course. the <laughs> best like, face dad ever we love that guy um, i'm telling you you've seen the west wing uh, president Crap, what was his name actually his his uh man i cannot remember what his president's name was. He's a president. He's or he's a president um candidate. Spoilers, he's president in the end. <laughs> he won the no. final election. Anyway. Bale is the best space dad. I mean like I think about like my fan fiction and how I'm writing him and how I'm developing this relationship between him and Ineum to make mm-hmm. it so that he is the father figure that she, you know, that in a way replaces but um he's just the best fucking space dad man yeah oh you know what somebody was go on oh no i was just agreeing mostly oh well and somebody somebody was saying on social media that a new hope is going to be a lot harder to watch um and i was like oh you're right There was, I saw an article, I didn't read it, but it was like titled 10 Things About Obi-Wan That Makes A New Hope A Better Movie. And it was, you know, I didn't really see any of them, but I was like, it's true though, because it's like, first of all, you're actually sad about Owen and Beru dying. Second of all, you're like, yeah, um, the whole Alderaan thing. You know what I just realized is this is like a Star Wars property that doesn't have r2d2 in it oh like huh. you? <laughs> where 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 are you at i thought which i remember watching the finale and thinking he was going to show up that he, they, they were just yes. gonna cameo him or something because he's with her on alderaan isn't he technically yes. maybe Yes, well, he's supposed to be part of Captain Antilles' um, ship. Oh, so he, okay, he's working. (laughs) He couldn't make it, you know. Um, Yeah, but I, you know, we had a protocol droid earlier, uh, but I was like, man, R2's missing, huh? But, yeah, great things. So... Next week, because we have... When does Andor drop? In August, right? August. End of August, yep. Yeah, so we have some time, basically. Um, and we decided we're going to start review... Not reviewing, but rewatching season one of The Bad Batch. Because basically, whenever Andor's over, The Bad Batch is going to Well, The back. Bad Batch... How many episodes was Andor again? I feel like it's like eight. Let because... me look it up. Because Andor is like August 31st and uh, the Bad Batch starts in September. Um, oh, it says it's going to be 12. Okay, so they're, prob- they're going to overlap. 12, 12 episodes, but the first week will release two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Regardless, um, they're going to overlap. it is supposed to be a multi-season event. So Yes, they've already greenlit yeah. season two. Excellent. Must be good then. Better Must be good. Be, yeah. Um, also, rumor has it, we used to do Star Wars news at the beginning. <laughs> anyway, rumor has it that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is Hera. Oh. Um, which is interesting because she's currently married to Ewan McGregor. That's who she was going to play? I knew she had been casted for Ahsoka. Um, the rumor is that she's been cast to play Hera because there was, at Celebration... They, um, oh, I guess they're not married, but they've got a baby. They're partners. Yeah. Um, at Celebration, 
there was footage of the opening scenes of Ahsoka, which yes. is confirmed to be the closing scenes of Rebels, where Ahsoka shows up to take, which again, guys, <laughs> watch it. Anyway, where Ahsoka shows up, uh, Sabine's looking at the mural that they made for them on Lethal, and she's like, let's go get Ezra Bridger. And they go, but the ghost crew is all in this scene where they all get on the ship and um, Hera's there, but you don't see her face. No, you so see back. She's been cast, but they're not saying who it is. But then also, I think that's why they think it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which I think some other people are theorizing maybe they hadn't actually cast her yet when they shot the footage. So that's why you only see her tendrils from the back. But I don't know, maybe not. Um, and supposedly there's a live action Zeb. Yep. And heard that Chopper. Too. Chopper. Oh, Chopper they have for a sure. Full oh, yeah. Chopper. Yeah. yeah, they brought Chopper. Chopper uh, made an appearance at Celebration. So, yeah, I know he's in it. Yeah. We all know he's um, Dave Filoni's favorite character. Yes. So, because he is Dave Filoni. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dave Filoni uh, is Chopper. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Um, yeah, I rumor has it she's going to be Hera, but it's not official yet, so we'll see. Okay. But I'm excited for Ahsoka, which will be next year, right? Yep. That's yeah, correct. but Andor first, so we got to see where all these side characters are going to show up in Andor. Um, I'm, of course, rooting for Kamal Johnny, <laughs> which I, I know I butcher his name week after week, but he's seriously, like, my favorite, y'all. So... Him and um, I want to see Jackson. if we get more on Roken. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sully, Roken. that'd be nice. Like, I want to know how he need to call Obi Wan General, but I mean that could be just because Bone Wars, everyone did. But well, yeah. isn't it? Somebody calls him General in A New Hope. I think it's Leia. She says General Kenobi. Yeah, she says General yeah. Kenobi. You long ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Years that. Ago, you served my Alrighty, father. Alrighty, y'all. So. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, just, I was just quoting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was all I heard was, mama, 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 mama. and I was like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> anyway, um, well, thanks for joining us for Kenobi, y'all. Join us next week to chat about. The Bad Batch, the bad season batch. one, episodes one and two, which episode one is 50 minutes long, but I'm looking forward yes. to rewatching it. Um, it's so good. It's worth it. I definitely love it. So, all right. Ready to get hurt again. Let's do it. <laughs> Yet another opening scene. Yes. Of Order 66. This is never going to leave us. Yeah. Honestly, I will. I'm. I think it's Dave Filoni's favorite thing, Loki. Honestly, I would be fine if they stopped doing Order 66 flashbacks now. We can, I, I think we got it. I think we're good now. Thanks, guys. We're good now, <laughs> sir. We got, oh, nope, another one. Alrighty, well, until next time, um, I'm Annie. And I'm Marianne. And we hope you'll join us again to figure out whether or not we're forcing it. Bye. Bye.